Welcome back. The Quincy Symphony Orchestra is in its 69th concert season this year with some more performances coming up. Matter of fact, the next one is a week from this Sunday. So President Brian Hickox and principal flute player Rosemary Hinkle have stopped by to tell us about themselves, about the symphony, and about that show. So welcome, welcome. Joe, thanks for inviting us in again. Very yeah, happy to you. have you, as always. Rosemary, it's great to have you on the show for the first time. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Let's not make it the last. <laughs> <laughs> Yoichi may be out of a job now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least on broadcast. <laughs> it's, well, it's funny, because last time, um, Brian, you weren't here. Yoichi was here flying solo. And I don't know if he told you, but we were planning the... Um, the uh, 70th anniversary uh, QSO trip to Japan. Oh, fantastic. While you weren't here. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get the message? I'll get my passport yeah. renewed. <laughs> <laughs> well, we figured the BSO went, so the QSO should go as well. <laughs> it's true, it's true. Um, how are you? We're doing great. Good. Um, it's been an exciting season for the Quincy Symphony Orchestra. We have seen a, a, the audience's return. Good. You know, and with a respectful uh, understanding that some people continue to wear masks and others feel comfortable not. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, it's been a great uh, mix of people being comfortable in their own shoes, so to speak, in our audiences as well as on stage. Yeah. We're, we're seeing uh, record numbers of people come to our performances oh, post-COVID. So we're, uh, we're really excited about that and sharing some of the things, especially of this concert season uh, and this upcoming concert, which is an all-female composer concert. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. Okay, we'll talk a little bit about that. We sure will. Yeah, for sure. Um, have, has most of the members of the symphony also come back? You know, we did have some people who relocated out of the area really? now that, you know, that hybrid or remote work, yeah. especially the remote work, yeah. became fairly widespread. You know, and some of the companies or employers are requiring people to come back into the office while others are still remote work. Yes. And so some people have found that, you know, there is more reasonable cost of living in other areas or environments that are more conducive to their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so they have moved out. So we did have some attrition to the orchestra. Okay. And so we are looking for, you know, certain sections of the orchestra to be refilled, so to speak. So we're open to uh, new members reaching out to us to... Uh, to apply. Yeah, what specifically do you need? This, here's your opportunity. Put well, it, you know, put it out there. right yeah. now it's French horns. Oh, okay. Yeah, we uh, we play such great music for our French horns. You know, Rose Marie and I were just chatting about some of the Brahms pieces we've pl played over the years with just the soaring melodies mm. of the, the French horn section. And uh, so that's one area that we do at strings. All the, all the time we need strings. Really? Okay. And the strings are the largest section of the orchestra. Okay. You know, whereas I play my part and I'm the only one who plays my part. Roe plays her part. She's the only one who plays hers. But yes. in the string sections, it's more of an ensemble. I see. Okay. So uh, we, we need greater numbers to that end. How about for um, looking out to younger people, Brian, maybe in the public school system? Have you, have you a symphony thought about that at well, all? Well, absolutely. Yeah. You know, we look forward to hearing from uh, local school teachers, mm -hmm. public school teachers, private teachers, with regard to some of their students that might benefit yeah. from playing an ensemble. You know, certainly piano doesn't as much well, work right. in, that's yeah. more of a solo uh, accompaniment with the orchestra. Uh, however, sectional pieces, whether it's strings, brass, woodwinds, percussion, okay. uh, it's, it's a great experience. We see, uh, you know, one of the great parts is with the Quincy School Community Partnership, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, we have youngsters eight and ten years old sitting next to 80-year-old QSO yes. performers. Yeah, yeah, how fun is that? So th it's great. So yes, our doors are very, very much open. And there are some young performers who will play just 
in the rehearsals. Yep. They're not quite to the level where they're confident enough, although we'd love them to play in performance, but that's great experience too. They sure. learn so much. You know, we can learn so much through textbooks and all, but the actual experience of, of living and breathing that part next to someone who's very accomplished is, is a great opportunity. Yeah, I'm sure. So here's a good opportunity. How does one become a member of the Quincy Symphony as Orchestra? As easy as an email okay. uh, to president at quincysymphonyorchestra.org. Okay. I'll get that directly and uh, we'll, we'll set up a time to talk. Okay, or info too, right, at, at Quincy That's Symphony. Right. Okay. So info will go to someone else. Oh, okay. Uh, I promise you, President, President. We'll, you'll get a response right away. Right to the top. <laughs> okay, very good. And, uh, and uh, where do you rehearse? When do you rehearse? Well, we, we uh, our basic performances, certainly, as you know, have been outdoor concerts yep. here in Quincy at the uh, Hancock Adams Common. Um, but our indoor performances are typically at Quincy High School at the Performing Arts Center yes. there, and rehearsals also there and North Quincy High School. Oh, okay. So it's all local here. Okay. It's and any specific day of the week or time? Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights, 7.30 okay. is downbeat for our rehearsal. Okay. okay. And our concerts are typically Sunday afternoons. Right, which is what the next one is actually a week from this coming Sunday. But before we talk about that, Rosemary, I want you to hear your story. Tell us your story about uh, your involvement with the Quincy Symphony Orchestra. Well, um... Brian and I were just talking about that actually. Um, I think it's been about nine years, going maybe going on ten years that I've been principal with the Quincy Symphony. Wow. Um, I started out playing piccolo and mm -hmm. then moved into the principal position when that became available. And um, it's been wonderful. I, I've really enjoyed it. Like Brian said, we've played so much music over the years and it's been such a great experience. Um, so it, it's it's ten years has been it has gone by very quickly. Mm, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. seem like ten years, but um, so it's been it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. And then uh, recently, I've been asked to play the Chaminade, so I uh, couldn't pass up an opportunity like that. <laughs> Help me out. The Chaminade is what? So the Chaminade is a concertino. Um, it's a piece of music written by a woman composer, composer Cecile Chaminade. Okay. And it's a piece of music um, that is written in, um, in you, you hear it in, in one whole piece. But there are three distinct sections mm -hmm. to it. Um, and it's, it's a fabulous piece about, written in 1902. And the thing is, is, is Cecile Chaminade was uh, a woman composer and had so much influence. Um, just based on her compositions and um, uh, things of that nature. But the piece itself was written during a time when uh, the, f the flute was really becoming sort of a, um, a soloistic instrument in its own right. Mm. Um, you know, violin had had Beethoven and Mendelssohn. And, um, you know, really, this, the, the flute wasn't quite seen as, as being such a soloistic instrument as, as the violin. And so, in 1902, this piece was written um, for the Paris Conservatory. And so the Paris Conservatory was such that um, you, it was a very prestigious conservatory. And in order to graduate, you had to perform a piece of music. Okay. And this piece was written for that purpose, oh. uh, for, for flutists to show off their abilities and to graduate. The interesting thing about the Paris Conservatory is that you, you performed this piece of music and it was basically a competition and if you did win first prize you were pretty much guaranteed a job anywhere you wanted 
Um, and if you didn't, you could potentially, you know, study for another year or two and try again. Okay. <laughs> on that same so, piece? On that same piece oh. or whatever piece they were playing, oh. they were, you that know, uh, okay. competition, the, the competition was at the given time. Um, but but it, was, it was quite a, a, a time period for, for flute playing. The piece is dedicated to Paul Taffanel, who is a major flute, uh, flutist in, in the history hmm. of, of our history, flute history. And um, it was a time period when not only the flute was becoming known as a soloistic instrument, but the flute was being sort of developed. There were a lot of etudes that were written during that time period, both in France and other places in the world. And so it's a significant time period okay. um, in which this piece was written. And, and of course, the fact that it's written by a woman composer just um, you know, kind of adds to the interestingness of it. Yeah, was that unusual at the time? To have at the time, it was composers? very unusual. Yeah. There were only a handful of women composers okay. who had, you know, established themselves um, as being, you know, worthy of their of their pieces being played. So, this is the, the Chaminade Concertina was one of the only pieces that has remained out of her repertoire. Wow. She okay. wrote tons and tons of music, and played in Carnegie Hall and Symphony Hall and all you know all around the world. Um, but many of her pieces were short little pieces um, and so uh, although she did write major symphonies mm -hmm. um, she fa favored the, the smaller pieces and so that's what she performed um, and that's what she was really well known for okay. but then after she uh, her health sort of started to deteriorate around 1920s and and then so did her music her mm -hmm. music kind of fell by the wayside so okay. it's great to be bringing back some great music from you know from that time period yeah and I was gonna say it must make you feel proud yeah it does yeah for the, for the public here. yes will you yes. explain this story before the actual show? yes you will okay. yeah some of it okay well <laughs> some right of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I have quite as much time but right yeah. but a well, bit. that's why we're here <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh, but how did you yourself come to the Quincy Symphony Orchestra tell me that story yeah okay. well so I actually um, um, moved here uh, after graduation, probably about 1999, and I actually played for Yuichi and Melrose um, oh, okay. in his other orchestra, yes, yeah. and so that's how I kind of, you know, became familiar with his other groups. Gotcha. Okay. Um, then I moved away for a little while, and then when I moved back, I moved back to the area in about 2013, and, um, you know, my connection with Yuichi, you know, never really... Um, you know, waned. So I, I called him up and I was like, oh, you know, I'm, I've moved back to the area. If you ever need a flutist, yeah. you know, please give me a call. Yeah. So I, you know, poked around lots of other places and stuff like that. But then Yuichi had an opening and asked me to play piccolo and we just kind of have been playing together ever since. Oh, that's great. Do you <laughs> yeah. have a musical background? I do. You yes. Do. Yes. Um, I actually, my degree is a music therapy degree. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, okay. Yes, and so, uh, but uh, it's a, it was basically a double major. So I'm a a a, fl a flutist, a, a music major, and along with pretty much a psychology major. Okay. And so with hmm. that degree, I do music therapy, <laughs> or I used to. I haven't done it in a while. I take care of my own kids and do music therapy on them. <laughs> sure, yeah. Although I, I would think that that experience would have come in handy during the pandemic, right? It and, did, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. A lot sure. of folks looked to the arts, you know, yeah. for comfort during, yeah. that, during that time. Yeah, yeah. and, and it, was, it was great because you could do um, a lot of Zoom mm -hmm. calls and, and FaceTime calls and, uh, really can do a lot with that and, um, you know, flute lessons and, and then other kinds of, you know, whatever you needed to do. Right. It, it worked. It worked well. Yeah. So you are principal. Is it flautist? Is that a correct uh, it, it Flautist is correct. Okay. Uh, but flutist is also fine. Okay. For the Quincy Symphony. <laughs> yes. Uh, what does that mean? What does princi being principal mean? 
Well, like Brian said, there yep. are certain instruments in the in the orchestra that only um, where that are only singular parts, yep. and so many of the pretty much everything except for strings has a singular part. So there, while there are three different flutes uh, or that play in the orchestra or a typical orchestra, mm -hmm. there is usually a, a first flute who plays one part, a second flute they play a, usually a melodic different part, a harmony part, and then usually a piccolo player for okay. those pieces that require a piccolo. So there are three different. Um, you know, instruments, and they play three different parts That's to it. enhance the, the harmonies, and sometimes they double with different instruments. The principal, you know, flutist or oboist might might double the violin. The second one might mm. double the, the, the second violins or a viola part, and so they create different timbres and techniques and, you know, different different things to hear while, while the piece is being played. Okay. So, so flutes and oboes and trumpets and horns, they, they all follow that sort of... It's the flute part that you hear that melody, that melody just soaring. <laughs> Is that right? You know, when Roe first joined the orchestra, you know, we're supposed to be paying attention to our part, but I'd hear that flute playing and go, who is that? Who is that? <laughs> that sounds really good. Oh, I'm supposed to get back to my part. <laughs> <laughs> and Yoichi will redirect you, right? Yeah, he'll take care of that for sure. Uh, so it's February 26th, right? Uh, That's right. At Quincy High School. At Quincy High School, yep. uh, 2.30 okay. is the time for the downbeat, but come come early. Okay. Get, get a seat. And as we said, it's an all-female composer uh, concert. And, you know, as we look at the dates, you know, the first piece, which is the overture, uh, by Louise Ferenc. Yeah, we're seeing uh, the graphic on screen now. And yeah. uh, that was written around 1804 wow. or so. So okay. that was Thomas Jefferson. Oh, no, no. She was born, I believe, in 1804. Oh. So that was Thomas Jefferson's time. Wow. When you think back yeah. then and think about the role in creative society that women had or didn't have at that point mm -hmm. in time, mm -hmm. necessarily. Uh, and so she actually... Um, Astounded people at the Paris Conservatory as well. Oh, is that right? And she mm -hmm. became uh, piano head of the piano department, I believe, there for th some 30, 30 years. Wow! So she she was before her time, but was a trailblazer. Yes. As Cecile Chaminade. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and Cecile Chaminade never actually went to the Paris Conservatory. Her father would not allow her to attend. So she instead she um, was able to take lessons with people from the Paris Conservatory. Um, but that's how she gained her education. She never actually attended the conservatory itself. And she was awarded the Legion of Honor. She was. That's correct. That's yeah. uh, that's pretty prestigious. A very high honor indeed in France. I guess she showed them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And yeah. then we have our third uh, female composer from New Hampshire. Really? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, Amy Beach. And. Uh, and her piece is No Day at the Beach. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is a wonderful symphony. It's called her Gaelic Symphony. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. And so there's a lot of themes that call back upon, uh, she's of Irish descent, mm -hmm. and uh, so she calls upon some of those themes from the homeland, so to speak, and, uh, and we, we, just, we just love it. You know, there's some great blue parts, too. Yes, <laughs> nice, fun, yeah. Um, so is there an intermission in the show, Brian? Yes, there will there be. So we'll have the overture, the Louise Ferenc. We'll have your piece, uh, well, Cecile Chaminade's <laughs> piece, but in essence, it's Rose's piece this, yes. this, yes. this time. And then the second half after intermission, we'll have the symphony number one, the Gaelic Symphony okay. by Amy Beach. Okay. And people will love some of those soaring melodies. It sounds like yeah. it, yeah, sounds like it. And uh, two more concerts this season, is that yes. right? Yes, yeah. so on the 26th of March, yep. uh, we're having a family concert. Oh, okay. Which all sorts of favorites, bring the kids, bring the mm -hmm. grandkids. Uh, it'll be a shortened concert, only 45 minutes. Oh, okay. No intermission, okay. so fidgety feet are okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> we, we, we don't have hush in the audience during the family concert. It's, it's come and enjoy. It's okay. And uh, prior to that, uh, we will have, before the concert, in the um, adjoining room aside of the, uh, and that concert will be at North Quincy High School. Oh, all right, okay. That's a little bit of a difference. That is, uh, okay. Uh, so uh, a room adjoining, we're going to have an instrument petting zoo. Oh, yeah. And I've so been. It's fun. It's a lot of it fun. It is a lot of fun. And yeah. some some of the young kids will come. Well, some of them are older kids. Yes. But, you know, <laughs> some of the uh, kids will come along and they'll try the various instruments, not just see them and feel them, right. but they'll attempt to make sounds on them and some of them are impressive. I bet. Yeah. Well, it's you know, it's um it's a different experience when you see these instruments up close and hear them up close as opposed to seeing up up on a stage. Yeah. It makes it more tangible obviously because you can touch them, but it also brings it, you know, into into their focus. Well I think you're exactly right. Yeah. Because you know, when one looks at a symphony orchestra, one thinks of the ensemble, right. the big sound. And when you may have seen the flute up right. close and touched it. Now you're focused in on those players. That's right. And, and that sound that's that right. becomes more obvious. Oh, this valve moves when yeah. I touch this, right? Yeah. So uh, it's 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 a it's a, during the pandemic we weren't allowed, of course. Right. It w wouldn't be prudent. Yes. No, uh, right. However, uh, we're back. It's back. That's great. March 26, North Quincy High School. That's right. And then the yeah. end of April, yeah. uh, we have the Youth Performs Concert. Oh yes. And the Youth Performs Concert, we have each year the. Um, the Robert E. Brown Scholarship to award oh, sure. to yeah. a young local musician. We just had our uh, auditions and we have a soloist uh, selected, uh, a cello player, mm. and uh, we'll be announcing that shortly. Okay. And uh, we'll be looking forward to playing a Tchaikovsky piece with our young talent. Wow, that's great. And that'll wrap up the season this year. But I know you're already preparing for uh, the outdoor concert. I guess it's in September with the Quincy Choral Society. That's right. Yeah. So September, the outdoor concert, always a crowd pleaser. Yep. We have a lot of fun doing it as yes. well. Yep. And that's going to be the beginning of our 70th season. That's right. Your trip to Japan, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep it local to start yeah, right. on the common. <laughs> it's an easier commute. Yeah, exactly. Parking can still be a challenge, though. <laughs> this is so true, yes. <laughs> Thank well, you both. Thank you so much. Yep. Thank you very much. Much. Always a pleasure. Appreciate the opportunity, Rosemary. Uh, very nice to meet you for the first Thank time you. on the nice show. Thank you. Nice to meet you too. Yep. Uh, good luck with your uh, solo. Thank you. And uh, hope you're an inspiration to uh, to young uh, lady musicians <laughs> coming up in the future. Well, thank you. I do too. <laughs>